This is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. And thank you, Jay, and greetings, everyone. It is good to have you, and thank you for your interest in the things of God. Might I ask you a question? Do you love success stories, stories of individuals and the changes in their lives, lives that made a comeback and a difference? Oh, do I have a good one for you shortly. But before that, I've got to tell you about an opportunity that we've received a lot of interest. Our home Bible studies have garnered a lot of interest from our listeners. Our studies are free. We mail our Bible studies directly to you, and you can study the Bible in the privacy of your own home at your pace. That's right, and it's real simple to do. Just call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Leave us your name, address, and simply ask for a Bible study. That's 855-444-6988, and leave your name, address, and ask for the Bible study, and it will be your way very soon. Again, it's free. Just call us at 855-444-6988, and again, leave us your name and address, and we'll send you your free Bible course. Now, the life that made the comeback? Well, we first learn of this individual in Acts the 7th chapter and verse 58. And in Acts the 8th chapter and verse 3, he made havoc of the church, really disrupted things and caused a lot of trouble. We learn later on in his writings that he was sincere in what he did, but he was also sincere in that he changed his life as we read about him in Acts the ninth chapter. That individual, his name, Saul. Now, let's think about this. Listen to this account. Going to be reading from Acts the ninth chapter. Bear with me. Little lengthy reading, but well worth it. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men journeyed with him, stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus, a certain disciple named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias? And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, 
for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem, and has come here for that purpose, so that he might bring them bound to the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength, and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Oh, dear friends, is that not beautiful? What a comeback! The rest of the story? He became the Apostle Paul, and what a life! Many believe that next to Christ, the life that impacted more people than anyone in the first century concerning salvation in Christ and His church was the Apostle Paul. Now, when you look at this text, let's think just briefly After his conversion, Saul preached Christ, and he proved Christ with the declaration that Christ is the Son of God. Here he was sitting there blind, neither ate nor drank, and yet God was able to reach out, and he was that chosen vessel. And you see, Saul did not preach of himself, but rather he preached Christ, and he proved Christ. You see, dear friends, God is able to take our lives and make success stories out of them. And it's because we speak of Him and we speak of His work and His labors and we speak less of ourselves. This is the same one as the Apostle Paul years later when he said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, this was Paul that said, I'm going to speak Christ. And so what did he do? When he increased in strength, he proved that Jesus was the Christ by his preaching. Let's think about it for a moment. Christ, the Son of God, yes, he should be preached. Have you ever thought about this? He should be preached because of his birth. One of the sweetest, kindest gestures bestowed upon me as a gospel preacher is to hold a newborn child. There is joy among the parents, happiness among friends, dreams for the morrow, and spoiling from grandparents. But you know what? Although I enjoy the blessing of holding that newborn, no birth ever impacted the world more than when the Christ was born. 
In Luke one thirty five, the declaration of the angel Gabriel unto Mary. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And then we learn that the Word, Christ, Emmanuel, was made flesh and dwelt among us. John 1.14 You see, in His birth, we have the Son of God, whom we preach and proclaim today. He is proven because He is the Christ. There is none other. He entered the world to save man from sin. How? Well, let's think of number two. Christ, the Son of God, should be preached because it was done in His life. When He was living on this earth, the declarations, the proclamations about Christ. The declaration of Peter in Matthew 16, beginning with verse 16. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. A writer of the last name of Vaughn said that Peter's statement was based on faith and not an opinion. God had directed him to that because of the life of Christ. The Son of God had the authority in His promise in the building of the church. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, Ephesians 5 and verse 23, and Colossians 1, 18 affirm that the church is His body. And it's the church that will preach and proclaim the Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2. With the church we find therein are the saved, Acts 2 and verse 47. And there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, verse 1. So see, in His birth we have the Son of God. In His life we have the Son of God, whom we preach and proclaim today. The Son of God that has come into the world to seek and save the lost, Luke 19, 10. How? We shall see. Christ the Son of God should be preached because it was done at His death. You know, in Matthew 27 and verse 54, when Jesus gave up the ghost when he died, the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And in his death we have the Son of God whom we preach today, an example we are to follow as he bore our sins in his own body on the tree, 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. Let me pause here and let me say that earlier I mentioned our home Bible studies. And in case you missed it, would you like to grow in the knowledge of Christ with simple Bible study on your own? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You can study in the privacy of your own home. Call us at 1-855-IGH-6988 and we'll send that to you as soon as possible. And now let's bring our thoughts to a close as we shall... We shall preach Christ as the Son of God, because it was done at His resurrection. Listen to Romans 1 and verse 4. And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So in His resurrection, we have the Son of God whom we preach today. Overcoming death, He reigns with the Father on the Father's right hand, Hebrews 1.3. Dear friends, these things are written 
Saul made a comeback, and he preached Christ who brought him back. Dear friends, because of his birth, his life, his death, and resurrection, we can proclaim the Christ just like Saul and make a difference in our lives. Because all that we see of Christ, it is written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing we might have life through his name, John twenty thirty one. Thanks for joining me today. Let's continue with studying together, shall we? I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,